Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Ooh, baby. Baby, baby. Uh, hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Godzilla versus Kong. One uh, that's a f- will fuck. Mm. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> well, you see the taglines, one will fall, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, what if it was a fuck war? Mm-hmm. This is our only chance. I don't know, but if you build it as a, a fuck war, I I would have to see it. Yeah, I, I, if it was I, Godzilla I would, I would, fucks Kong. Yeah, Godzilla and Kong in a fuck war. I was like, well, I must know what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this. When did this come out? Like Wednesday? Um, yes. It came out on a weird day. Uh, well, you know, movies come out on Wednesdays or Fridays usually. Yeah, that's true. I remember that from working at a movie theater. Still a weird day. It is kind of weird. Uh, I don't know why we I'm decided. Not, I'm not into it. That's the day. It's it's like like I remember Transformers came out on like a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, no good. That's that's some Stop garbage. It. Yeah, it, was, it was a bad. I mean, a, a right out of right out of the gate with a bad omen for that franchise. Right. In the case of a pandemic, it's like who gives a shit? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, what days, day comes days out? Days are meaningless. Yeah, this is on HBO Max and in theaters. It's doing well in theaters because vaccine reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and gotten, it's, it's almost at like an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% audience score. Okay. Mm-hmm. Settle down, settle down people. I um, think people were just excited. Yeah, I think so. I think people just needed, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, a movie you get to see in theaters and to celebrate not, uh, you know, not being inside. Yeah. And it's, that a, makes sense. it's a, it's a, it's a big dumb spectacle. It's, yeah. It's, it's either this or go see the unholy. Yeah, and I'm know? not doing that. Yeah. Although I might not, do that after I, I, after we record if it's rentable. If it's rentable, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not that going to the theaters to see that goddamn that thing. Sitting at a 33% uh, critic score right now. Um. Yeah. What did you think of Godzilla versus Kong? Um. I like this movie. Uh. Which sure. is, which is strange. Uh. Because I don't like kaiju movies. Right. Um, but we've talked about this with the Gamera podcast. Neither of us are very big fans of not kaiju. very big kaiju fans, even though I did grow up watching a lot of them. Um, right. And I, I had a lot of 
affinity, I guess, for God- Godzilla. Obviously, he's he's a character that appeals to little kids. He's a big dinosaur that screams radiation. That's awesome. Right, right. Um, and King Kong is one of my favorite movies. Sure. Uh, so I like both of these characters um, and just just getting to watch them have a, a WWE wrestling match in this movie. Uh, it's extremely was, fun. It was fun. Yeah, it's a fun yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, my, my thoughts is it's this movie's okay. And by okay, I mean it's an average, which is that it's about 30% awesome. And then the rest is like fairly boring. Uh, and that averages to me to being okay. Because th- this, when this is good, it's really good. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just so much that I don't care about. Yeah. This. Yeah. It's most of the movie is humans talking that we don't care about. Yeah. And there's people arguing on the social, the social meds every time one of these movies comes out, whether it be this or like transformers or something like that, where uh, invariably the argument gets made where it's like, well, we just take the humans out. We don't care about them or vice versa where it's like, well, you, you realize that a movie with just, big screaming monsters was going to be hard to engage with. Uh, um, and I generally agree with the latter, except for a movie like Godzilla vs. Kong, where there are two pop culture figures that people already like. Like, they all, yeah. we, all, people are already attached to these characters. We watched this last night, and we were talking about it mm-hmm. in this context. Yeah. Because the movie, the, the only character who you could call a protagonist is it's Kong. Kong. Yeah. And here's the thing is like, ultimately this series, because this is probably the last of the series before maybe a reboot. Probably. I put it firmly in the same drawer as the Planet of the Apes remakes, where it's like, did you watch those? No, I've still still never seen them. They're the definition of fine. And that's the thing. The first one of those is terrible. The first Planet of the Apes. Uh, And then the other two are acceptable but ultimately they've just sort of fallen through the cracks because no one cares right it's not a property that really has a lot of like not a huge fandom and for the most part they all have this same like dull aesthetic where everything is gray Mm -hmm. that i would say a lot of these movies also had although i will say these movies color wise tend to be prettier even the bad ones yeah uh but uh, they still sort of, for the most part, fall into the place. And this felt bittersweet because it's like the last half hour of this movie is everything these should have been. Yes. Uh, and and Planet of the Apes, by the way, uh, point of view of a, of a ape that doesn't talk. So, like, they can do it. They can make a movie from the perspective mm-hmm. of of a of a uh, animal, right? Yeah, it's been done. And again this movie it it seems to be from kong's point of view and then it also isn't and that's like where it hurts it felt like adam wingard the director who people would know from the guest and uh you're next you're next and then a bunch of stuff that people sort of stopped caring about the blair witch remake Mm -hmm. or sequel rather yeah uh death note yeah that's a bad one wingard I really like his early films, and I'm wondering if he ran out of steam or if he just likes money. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. He's the one. 
next to like Kong Skull Island where they went outside of the box and i i kind of actually i like that one a little bit like I, I like how weird it is kong also has some really good moments yeah i think because both th- this and kong realized that it needs to be fun but they didn't commit enough yeah still. yeah the the point i was gonna make is i think the director of that whose name i forget i think it's Vaught roberts or something um and then wingard for this one these are the those are the two films in legendary's monsterverse franchise that had the most that felt like they had the most personality yes uh generally these have been disasters it feels like it reminds me of like shazam on dc um or or i guess aquaman where it's like you guys seem to know what people might want yeah but you keep gravitating towards this like weird seriousness or like this like convoluted um like tons of like this has how many fucking characters are in this i don't know but i saw a really great tweet the other day where somebody was like i'm in like minute five of godzilla versus kong and they just introduced the 13th character what is this magnolia yeah exactly (laughs) oh that's perfect (laughs) there's a lot of characters and it's like when you're watching the movie it's so clear that a couple of them didn't need to exist it's like why are these two separate characters they should be the same person alexander skarsgård as i I love him he's great he's great he doesn't need to be in this movie he has no purpose in this movie not really he could have just been rebecca hall they they, they should have been the same character uh the two bad guys should have been the same character right there's a lot of characters that are like in here because they were in previous movies um what's his name there kyle the dad. chandler yeah kyle chandler does nothing no he doesn't do anything he's um he's millie in bobby brown doesn't do anything most of the characters most of the human characters literally just stand there and say exposition uh yeah they don't have i don't know anything about any of these characters that's the other thing millie bobby brown she's been here with us for two movies I yeah uh, I couldn't tell you a single thing about her personality. I yeah. did like her scenes in the movie though because she she's got like that they were the best group. Like they would cut between two groups of people, and one of them was her, Julian Dennison, and Brian Tyree Henry, and that they were the group that was like the most fun to watch. They yes, they had the most going on. Yeah. Um, and so like it still feels like it's weird because I I have more faith in Adam Wingard. Did he write this? No, no, actually. Oh, okay. That that ex- actually explains a lot then, um, because it just it 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 feels like there's this brand of uh, movies where like you know they take a really good director who's known for really good indie films and they sort of like smother them in a franchise, and you see these little bits of them getting to do like what we love them for. Mm-hmm. And that's what this felt like, is it felt like he, there was, they, like the last fight uh, and little bits and pieces, they, like somebody on the set knew, or someone in the writing process knew, like, this needs to be fun, but it kept getting snuffed out by a producer or somebody uh, who's like, no, it needs to be like the others that we made. Yeah. I mean, there's definite clunkiness in the writing, for sure. Yeah. But you see, you, you, yeah, you see Wingard's kind of fingerprint on the on the fight scenes like there's a i mean they're so wwe uh but but there there'll also be like cool little details like um when godzilla smashes through that battleship and the anchor hooks to him so he's dragging half of a ship behind him 
oh yeah kind of like that part in jaws i was like that's a cool idea and it's just a it doesn't mean anything it's just like a simple visual thing but yeah i, I mean like, when they cool. punch each other and then when they punch so each other oh fucking my fucking good. god <laughs> that's that's where this movie really fucking shines because you you keep you bring up WWE, but like for me, it's just it's a fist fight. It's like two drunk people. Right, it's, like it's, it's how these animals would fight. I yeah, guess. yeah. It's I'm I'm talking about a specific genre of WWE match. It's when like the two right. when you get like the two big guys, like a Hogan and Andre, because all they can really do is kind of throw meaty right. forearms at each other. Godzilla King of the Monsters, I would argue, also had that element. It had um the fighting it had done I, I, but I, pretty well I, it's another I've seen that movie two or three times and I can't remember like a single detail about any of the, the fights the ending fight is is they're trying they're trying to be cool um, it's that's the director of Krampus yes so like this series has a history now of taking these directors and then yeah. kind of squeezing them into this fucking box Uh but yeah, I would say this is better than Godzilla versus or King, King of, of the Monsters, Monsters yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but there's just this. I don't know if it's just that kaiju films inherently don't work, or that they just haven't figured it out. But like, you would agree that most of this movie is pretty dull, right? Like, is just characters we don't care about going from A to B. Um, and like none of the plot really makes too much sense. No, it, it sure doesn't. They have to drill into a rock in the center of the earth to then download the data from the rock yep. that they knew was there because they detected the data already. Yeah, it, there's a whole convoluted thing where it's like they they know there's this energy source in the center of the earth because they have these instruments, but they need Kong to lead them there. It's like, well, why don't you use the same thing that told you the energy was in the center of the earth? I, I feel like it's still going by like Roland Emmerich sensibilities where it's like, we need an well, ensemble. It's a disa- It's not just Emmerich, it's disaster movies. Disaster you know, movies, like yeah. Like Earthquake and The Towering Inferno and Airport yeah. and all that shit. All these moving pieces to the point that they do, one of the worst things they do is they have a character who has a flask of uh, alcohol and it like means something. I forget what it has to do with like his dead wife. It was a gift from his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't really go anywhere. Like it doesn't inform him as a character. Not really Um, at all. No, it seems actually kind of contrary to his character. Yes. And it all amounts to a part where we should probably now say, um, uh, fucking Mecha Godzilla is (laughs) in this movie. Mecha Godzilla is totally in this movie. (laughs) And they're in the control room for Mecha Godzilla. Mechagodzilla is beating up Kong, and I don't know. Mechagodzilla is beating the Christ out of both of them. Mechagodzilla is literally he literally takes Godzilla like post to post, like in wrestling. He smashes his head on like four different buildings in sequence. It's incredible. By the way, when I first watched this, because I've seen this twice, Mm -hmm. because we watched it on Friday, um, the first time I almost shut this movie off because I was tired. Because it it would it was just dragging on, uh, and like nothing like there was that one boat fight that was fun, yeah. And then for like an hour, nothing happens, and they're just doing like the Hollow Earth stuff, and so I almost shut it off because I was like, yeah, I'll pick this up another night or watch it. And then Mechagodzilla showed up, and it was like, oh, it's like, oh, we got a movie now. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, showed up way too late, but like still, it showed up. 
Um, but going back to the flask, so they, they're in the control room and Mechagodzilla's beating up Kong and then they're like, what do we do? And one of them is like, I know, and takes the flask and pours it in the computer and that like briefly short circuits Mechagodzilla so Kong can uh, uh, beat him up. And that's their that's their contribution. And it was so sweaty and unnecessary. You could cut the entire part out of the movie because he literally like short circuits for like two seconds. And it, it, it felt like a producer note, which was like, these characters need to matter. Right. They need to impact in some way. Yeah. Because the other group, they're basically the two groups of people act as advocates for the two monsters, right? Because otherwise we wouldn't really understand that Godzilla is not really the antagonist. Right. This is about, they, they sort of frame Godzilla right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I It's so hard to remember the plot. They Godzilla attacks a facility of this corporation um, that's making like super Godzilla stuff that it's apparently is drilling into yeah yeah but we don't know that right away we don't know that right they're away, drilling yeah. into the hollow earth um there's they introduce like all this space age technology that wasn't in the other films nope. and that's a little fucking jarring it's i kind of was into it i was digging the whole fantastic voyage uh journey oh. to the center of the earth vibe like the harryhausen vibes yeah of i the was hollow into earth. it my my complaint isn't that it's here; it's that it wasn't in the previous films. They should have that should have been an element, I think, in these films. Yeah, it should have gone buck wild a lot earlier. I think. Yeah, like it's they should have done. Yeah, it's, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, getting to this. I mean, I like this movie better than Dark Fate, but it was like when we saw Dark Fate and it was like, fuck, man, this is like they finally have an okay movie, but they've shit like they've lowered the the quality of the brand so much that it's like too too little too late and it's like this movie is the same thing where it's like well this is the fucking shit you should have been doing like what too little too late is the best way to put it because yeah this movie gets really good in the the last part of the movie and it's like oh the entire series should have been at this level uh you've spent so you've wasted so many films trying to figure out the tone yeah that you need to get to they because really the did, man. Yeah, that first one is so serious. Then yeah. King of the Monsters gets a little cheeky, but it's still very serious. Yeah. And they don't the big thing they don't introduce is like just the over to the top shit. They, yeah. The Mechagodzilla is like the first over the top element we've really seen mm-hmm. where it's like I don't know, they they should have been in space. They should have tried to get the rights to Gamera. They yeah, should have done fuck. everything they could. <laughs> They should have done. They should have had him fight Frankenstein. Like yes. I don't give a fuck. I would. I would spend nineteen dollars. Yeah, <laughs> at least they, to go see needed, that movie. Yeah, they needed to do what Marvel had figured out with stuff like Guardians, where they're like lean into it, like absolutely lean into it. Uh, they needed to look at the works of like James Gunn and be like, yeah. how how does how are these big companies that are clearly making money with this over-the-top bullshit like how do we do that and they should have been doing that from fucking movie one right it's like the only thing people are trying to imitate about marvel is the interconnected universe and it's like guys that the reason that's working is because all of these other things are working yeah marvel's secret is that it has charismatic and fun characters yep period yep like that's it that's that's all it is is and this movie has and these series has so many the the characters matter so little that they just drop characters between films 
like I the what's his fuck from the first one? He's just gone after the first movie. Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. They just drop characters because they don't fucking matter. And um fucking Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen, yeah. I can I keep for I continuously forget she's in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Because they it's baseline fucking it's it's 90 sensibility of like how to write characters where it's like I mean, it's even it's not even as good as '90s because at least in '90s, like Godzilla, they still made the characters say jokes and want things. Like they have romances, and that woman wants to be a reporter. Yeah, and, like they have wants. Jean Reno just wants a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Like they give them quirks and personality and fun, and it's dated as hell. And it, I argue God that Godzilla doesn't work because it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's it, it's. The reason it doesn't work is because it didn't have a Will Smith or a Jeff Goldblum. Like it, it, yes. it's the exact same formula as Independence Day. It's just Independence Day had two of the most charismatic actors of the nineties. Exactly. It. And that God- Godzilla has yeah. Matthew Broderick. <laughs> that Godzilla, I I keep putting above these because that Godzilla at least knew what it was needed to do. It knew what it was trying to do. It was like we need to have an ensemble of charismatic and funny people. They just didn't. Yeah, Matthew Broderick, man. Like it's he's not, great. I love Matthew Broderick. He's not he d- it doesn't work. He's not good at that. Yeah. Uh which is weird they, because his fam- favorite fa- most famous movie is Ferris Bueller, but Yeah. And that I would I would argue that movie escalates. That movie is over the top. Uh it again, it goes to 90s sensibilities where they're like Jurassic Park, Raptors, yeah. etc. Yeah. But it knew what it needed to be at the time. Uh and these movies, like, why would they, like, it's because the first one came out during that fucking god-awful era where it was like, oh, we want dark and gritty. Yeah. And then it struggled so hard to break out of that, and it never quite did. This is like, it's like, it's just breaking the seal into fun, mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. From gritty, and then it's gone, it's over. And that's like kind of a shame. Because this movie definitely shows us what could have been. Right. It shows us like, um, I said Fantastic Voyage earlier. That's not what I meant. Um, what's the, like, Fantastic Island? What is it called? It's another Harryhausen, like, old-timey adventure movie with, like, a mysterious island, I think, maybe? I think that's it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, this is, they should have leaned way more into that just gonzo creature feature stuff. It's like you got... Godzilla and Kong, who people just already like, it's like you you don't just ah. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Why that did they it take you guys so long to figure this out? <laughs> make it less than it, two hours. That's a make big. It that's less a big than one. Hours. That in this this film could have been ninety minutes. They could have cut it down. Yeah, it's a, it, think, as it is. It's a hundred minutes. So it's it's yeah. not that long, but not that long. But we needed to be getting into the center of the earth a little quicker. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. You could it, uh, probably cut 10 minutes out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the, we also talked about this last night. There's weird threads in this movie story-wise where it feels like they were trying for something and then they didn't. There's this whole thing and it's in the trailer, which is Kong's relationship with this little girl who knows sign language, this deaf girl, um, which is why um, Skarsgård is less necessary than, um, shit, I forgot her name. Um, Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall, thank you. Right, because she has because the relationship she, with the girl. Exactly. And there's a link there. 
But the little girl talks to Kong, um, and you think like, oh, this is going to matter. <laughs> and it doesn't. Not really. It's and- just, she is just there so she can, literally, so she can tell Kong in the last fight that Godzilla's not the bad guy. It's Mechagodzilla. Uh, it's, it's That's once the only again, purpose she serves. Yeah, it's once again the humans serve like weird plot maintenance and not... Exactly. Like, They're not really they, characters. They do this thing where they bring Kong to Antarctica... And they're like, get in the hole. Get in this hole, Kong. Uh, And they're like, how do we make him get in the hole that brings him to the center of the earth? And they're like, tell him that his family is there. And they're like, but that's a lie. We can't tell him that. And they're like, do it anyway. And and Kong doesn't want to get in the hole. And they tell the little girl to sign to Kong, like, your family might be in there. And And then he immediately goes in. And he ultimately doesn't find his family but he doesn't seem upset and then they just drop that. Yeah, it's and, I guess and it's stuff like that where it's like what were we even doing? Yeah. Why even have it? Like cuz you can see a version of the movie where he gets upset, he scares the little girl, like uh he and then the fight happens and like the little girl's in danger or something, he saves her. Like if you like if Kong's the protagonist, basically they do this thing where they make him want to go home. Uh, and so they give him an actual want, but then they don't have him like, they don't give him an arc or anything that he learns or grows. He just goes to his weird little, not little, his weird giant fucking home in the center of the earth mm-hmm. seems satisfied enough. Yeah. And then just fights Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla, And then the movie ends and it was like, they didn't, they didn't really, <sighs> there's a lot of starts of arcs and stuff. Uh, but then nothing goes anywhere. Yeah, I, Kong gets the closest thing to a complete one because he, he, he does get his want fulfilled. He does find his home and finds his purpose and his birthright and his legacy and shit. Um, right. But nobody else has any any arc. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 mostly just some really fun scenes, and that's that's fine. Like that can be what the movie is. I th- I think that's that should be what these movies are. Uh, they just need to do more of it, and they should have done it sooner. <laughs> yeah, it's not enough. Yeah, I would say this film isn't enough, and I think uh, like for it's got a re- one really good fight sequence. I'd argue and too. That's... I think the battleship one is fun too. Oh yeah, the battleship is pretty fun. But like in terms of like above and beyond that, yeah, that, that... end one is holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be known for that, but ultimately, I think this is going to be a movie that, like the others, and like the Planet of the Apes, that we're all just going to kind of forget. Uh, we might fast forward to these fights, you know, mm-hmm. but there's no reason to actually watch these movies more than once. That's yeah, that's probably true. Especially the previous movies. I think definitely the previous movies. I hope. I I honestly hope we get another one. If if. If it continues in the direction that this movie was going, yeah, uh, it's like it's like because they, not... now they finally have shown me a movie where I'm like, I want more of that. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't care yeah. about those other ones. I'd say I'd uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind another one. Uh, it's sort of like I would yeah, if they get Adam Wingard and they. Mm-hmm. They learn their lesson. I just don't know if they will. Yeah, it's it's so like Warner Brothers in, in particular is is been pretty bad about that. With they hate money between this 
between the DC movies and the the fucking the Fantastic Beasts movies, man. They're just it's like they're well, doing I... everything they can to implode their own franchises that that are billion dollar franchises. That's just the thing about Warner Brothers. Uh, I I always try to keep in mind from the 2000s to 2010, uh they were on top of the fucking world. Yeah, they right? had them Harry's Potter. They had them Harry's Potter. Uh, they had um, them Matrixes. That's right, the Matrices. They had them Dark Knights. Them Lords of the Rings. Them Lords of the Rings. They were on top of the world, and they were doing it through mostly gritty films. Yeah. Like, the Harry Potters got good when they got darker, mm-hmm. uh, So I would argue. The Lords of the Rings, they take themselves very seriously. Yeah, those uh, are... And yeah. They're epics. Yeah. The Dark Knight. Um, it's because we were in a point in society, right, where we had been, you know, 9-11 and... Uh, Escapism gritty... had a new tint to it, yeah. Yeah, it was all... And they they did it really well. It also helped that they just had a lot of good storytellers making those series. Um, yeah. And so they hit this point in the 2010s where Marvel showed up and was like, this is, this is what we do now. Like, this is what we want. Uh, and we, and yeah, they were right. Marvel, Marvel was nailing it and Warner brothers just refused to change. And so they're just doing the same thing. They're doing the same tone. They assume, I assume it's all the same executives. Probably. Yeah. Who is like, no, this is works. This works. This is what works. Like, yeah, this is what worked yeah. 20 years ago. Like a yeah. lot has changed. <laughs> a lot has changed. And so it's like, it's like they have to fucking beg them to have anything tongue in cheek or interesting or over the top. Like even Mechagodzilla in this um, is taken very seriously. I which mean... works because it's campy. <laughs> as seriously as you can take it. There, it is, It's just intrinsically campy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean is that it can't help itself. It is campy, but at no point, and we don't need characters winking at the camera or anything, but at no point does anybody like, like the main characters, they don't like react to how fucking over the top what they're seeing is. Yeah. I, I don't know if I needed that or not. Like they didn't go, they didn't go super serious. Like they, they, they take Mechagodzilla seriously in the sense that it is treated as a credible and real and real threat in the film. Yeah. Um, like you're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> he fucking takes his belt off on Godzilla. Jesus. Yeah. Just beating his ass. <laughs> it is quite a thing. <laughs> it is a savage ass beating. Yeah. The introduction and just the moment Mecha Godzilla shows up. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. We got a movie. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, and yeah, we don't need like winking at the camera because like, I, you know, I, I am a Marvel fan and I like most of the movies, but like one of the worst moments of the Marvel franchise is when Hawkeye like winks at the camera. It's like, I'm shooting arrows. Isn't that dumb? It's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was what his name, what's his name? Joss Whedon. Like Joss Whedon, his, his contribution to marvel i would say ultimately is is like the least good contribution which is surprising because he was hot shit at one point he was yeah he Um, was like on fire when they hired him for avengers and this is regardless of you know him as a director and his personal stuff like ultimately he had a shtick 
that worked in a certain era that I feel like got old real fast. It you got, know what it, I mean? Yeah, it got dated for sure. Uh, it was too self-aware, too too meta. Yeah, it was like too. It it was too like I like the the characters are like smarter than what's going on around them, or if that if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's like it, every it didn't, character didn't, was like, "Well, I'm the smartest the right person in the room." Whereas, yeah, the 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 Taika uh, Thor or like um, James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy, like there's a different meta being played there where they just lean into the ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know, it's like, yeah, why not have Jeff Goldblum, you know, play this character yeah. and just be Jeff Goldblum? Why not have David um, Hasselhoff dancing in the end credits? Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, it's not, it's it's like upping the camp in this more self-aware, but not like self-referencing way, I Ex- guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, the characters aren't like enduring it's, the film and then looking at you like, can you believe the shit? Like, they're, yeah, they're in it and selling it. It's meta jokes. It's Thor hanging from that chain and then he keeps spinning around. Yeah. Uh, which is like, a, it's a meta joke. It's like, oh, that would be a problem that might happen yeah. in that moment. Or, or like and, my favorite fucking bit in Shazam when Mark Strong's doing his supervillain speech and it cuts to uh, uh, whatever his name is, Shazam, um, and he just can't hear him. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was perfect. That was perfect. What a good bit. Zachary Levi. Yeah. Yeah. And these are these are messing with tropes, mm-hmm. and I do think they w- they might get dated. We might look back on them and be like, uh, um, they they undercut the tension of the scenes. But I would argue that most of these movies we're talking about, yeah, you the know, tension never mattered, right? Because you know Shazam's gonna win, like you know the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy are gonna win, like you know Godzilla and Kong are gonna beat Mechagodzilla. Exactly. So why not just have a little more have fun, fun with, with it, the way yeah. you make the plot work you know Mm -hmm. and and so like we we just need more of that and these and there's so much opportunity to do that Mm -hmm. you have this whole chorus of humans who again don't really do anything whenever they're fighting they just cut back to the people just watching they don't really show these fights from their perspective it's not that it's not supposed to be that so like what the what the humans are going through is just they just stand there and stare uh, and then every now and then they say, oh, this is what's going on. Or, oh, I have to push this button and find out this. And it's like, have them like, I don't know, make them funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do something. Do something with them. And not like, not like funny, like, oh, one of them's kind of zany. You know, they do that in this, but it's just like, it's not, it's not good enough. The jokes are, are like... You know, they didn't put that much thought into it. They didn't get someone who's like a comedian. This is written by five people. Yes, it is. It took five people to write this movie. Uh-huh. That is incredible. <laughs> yeah. That really that really upsets me. One of them wrote um, Godzilla and Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going through them right now. One of them wrote Black Widow and Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Come on, man. Did they... they, they... Did he not give him enough time? I guess he might have just been doing the, like... Like a pass. The, the pass, Like a yeah. joke pass, maybe. Yeah. Um, one of them was also involved in, let's see, uh, Krampus. Sure. This might have been a more character story by... Yeah, this is story by credit, so it probably is because they wrote King of the Monsters. Wrote King of the Monsters, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And then the director of Krampus also has a story by credit. Um, one of them's the writer, one of the writers of Aladdin and Shrek. Sure. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, the opening is straight up Shrek. When Kong yeah. wakes up and is like scratching his ass, <laughs> takes right, a shower, right. <laughs> fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Deja Vu. Nice. Denzel Washington's Deja Vu. I should actually so, watch that one time. I That's one of the only discs I ever rented from Netflix. Uh, and that thing just sat in my house for like seven months. You've never seen Deja I've Vu? I've never seen Deja Vu. Um, you know what's fun about Deja Vu? I've seen that movie like five times. I couldn't tell you what happens in it. It's got Val Kilmer, doesn't it? It has something to do with time Does travel. Does it? It's No, it's definitely time travel. But I couldn't tell you like how it works um, or how it ends. <laughs> That's fair. I know it's using time travel to stop a terrorist thing. It's like it's got source code vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I'm being told by IMDb that Val Kilmer is indeed in it. Same with Jim Caviezel. Huh. And Adam Goldberg. Sure. Okay. Why okay. wouldn't he be? Yeah, I don't remember any of these fucking people. <laughs> it was directed by Tony Scott, apparently. Yeah. Man, I can't wait to watch Deja Vu again. Uh, every time it's like the first time, which is kind of cool. That's interesting. Usually you have the opposite experience with something called uh, Deja Vu. That's true. That's very true. Nah. It's... Uh... <laughs> What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> Godzilla. Talking about Godzilla versus Kong, baby. Um, what else? God damn it! The oh the 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 center of the earth stuff. Yeah. What did you think about that? I like it. Like that's one of my favorite elements of the movie. Like I was saying, I want them to do some more of that. The crazy ideas that came from this era of this era and genre of movie making. Like, that give felt, me an island with like giant scorpions on it. Yeah, it felt like they were setting up a ride at Universal because <laughs> they like it really like there's shots where it feels like you're in like one of those like a like a space tours ride. I think um, from what I've heard, um, they were the the studio was actually nervous about that. Like they there originally was more Hollow Earth stuff. Like there was a MacGuffin they had to get down there. I agree with the studio because. I, I agree. I like I really like the Hall Earth stuff. It didn't matter. Not really. None of it really mattered. It was them spinning their wheels to get to the fa- the final fight. Yeah. Because the, the, the way that works is that they, um, they take them to Antarctica so that they can take them to another place. And that felt weird. And then they go there yeah. so that ultimately they can just drill this rock and set it up. And then Kong just has to get back to Earth. Um, and since it didn't help with a character arc, it didn't do anything. Um, I mean, it, it did gave, feel like it gave it Kong fe- something, but yeah, I wanted more of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know what they, you know what they should have done is they should have put that in Skull Island because that's a Skull Island type world, right? I guess it's a land of the lost. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked a whole movie because it was beautiful looking. Yeah, it was cool. I would have liked a whole movie focused on that place, but it was like. It was such a in, impossible element, just suddenly thrown in. Oh, uh, I, I was already in that head. I mean, it's a Godzilla movie. I'm already in that headspace. I wasn't expecting that. But. Yeah. 
I wanted more of it. I just, yeah. because I feel like the first Godzilla, they don't, do they ever explain where he comes from? Because the whole thing no, is they're I like, yeah, it's off. Thinks, he's like, they say something about him being a protector and. I think they mention Hollow Earth. I think they say like this tunnels under the earth or whatever. I think, they, they I think do, you're right. Yeah. By King of the Monster, they're full on Hollow Earth. Um, and they do the submarine down to Godzilla's lair. Yeah. Uh, and they keep doing these pieces of it. And then this like goes all in is like balls deep in hollow earth mm-hmm. um really jackhammering since, the hollow earth yeah exactly just and pile it's, driving it <laughs> it's cool and all but it was just like oh kind of kind of would have been cool to see it's that's what it is is that the flying the flying weird little corporate things mm-hmm. all that should have been in previous films and had more room to breathe yeah because uh, it felt like they were doing a lot of like last minute making up for the previous films for aesthetically for sure yeah for sure yeah or world building wise like this movie really world builds yeah uh (laughs) it just didn't earn it from the last movies well it had the benefit of not having to really explain godzilla or kong so yeah he got to add in this really bonkers element of a hollow but earth they could world have, but they they could have done it in pieces of, like, of course they could have yeah they could have done here's what they could have done and it this is borrowing from not a good movie but independence day resurgence where independence day they're like all these ships crashed and so we use their technology and mm-hmm. it's like oh that's a smart way of doing that they could have done like the what are they called mutos yeah, the Mutos. In the first one? Yeah. They they could have been like, yeah, they we took their blood or whatever, and we've been advancing technology. Who gives a shit why, you know? Mm-hmm. And they could have done that from two movies ago and kept slowly introducing things, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't. They didn't know where this was going. That's the. It's the problem with yeah, all they, these movies. Yeah, they didn't really know what they were trying to make, what they were yeah, building none towards. None of them. None of them thought like ahead. Uh, so I don't know. That's, and that's that's a bigger problem. Yeah, and that's fine if you're not constantly like every movie was constantly teasing the next movie. Right. It's like, that's well, if as you far just, as if, they think. If you want to make your your franchise one movie at a time, by all means, I actually recommend you do it that way. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> but if you're yeah, gonna what... if you're gonna do that, like if you're gonna tease where the story is going you need to know where the story is going exactly it's like they want to have their cake and eat it too where they're like where they're like we they're not you're right they're not designing them as single movies they want them to be franchises it's it's the top-down filmmaking where they they have a desired result in their head Mm -hmm. but they don't actually do the work to get there nope so so all the the extent of their teasing is oh and he'll fight Godzilla next pretty but much but they haven't yeah. actually thought about how to get to that point in this movie that they're currently making yeah so yeah they want to have a franchise but then they don't write them like a franchise and from this to Star Wars to all you know all of the ones we've already talked about it is amazing how many are like yeah we're gonna make this many of them but we won't plan them. And right, it's like, like they came out. That's weird. Remember when they said they were going to make like fucking five Fantastic Beasts movies? Yeah, it's like what? Yeah, out of yeah, what? Uh, for <laughs> anyway. for all for all the not needingness of Avatars, he at least wrote them the sequels together. Yeah, he's at least written them. 
Yeah, at least, and that is such a depressing thing to have to say. At least they were all written in advance to make sense. Yeah, and this is the same. It's 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 uh, the other bigger problem with this series is they never just and it's the DC problem, um, and it's the thing they don't learn from Marvel is like you need like a person in charge. And yeah, somebody needs Star to Wars. somebody needs to quarterback. Like somebody needs to be keeping track of where all these stories are going. Yeah, so there has to be a plan. They they you can get different directors, you can get different writers, mm-hmm. but you need somebody who's like this is where we're heading and this is the big vision of these movies uh and they just don't. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, if you're trying to make a sprawling, interconnected universe uh, franchise, then yes, you need somebody in that position. (laughs) Yeah. I think it requires a a more creative role in a producing position Mm -hmm. than what they're used to. I think that's what it is, what's going on. That's definitely... you have to look at the series as a story as opposed to just thinking about money and what's popular. Warner Brothers in particular does feel like very and i don't know if this is true it's just kind of like judging by the success or lack thereof that they've had recently and kind of how their projects are don't really make any sense and don't seem to have any vision like you i really get the sense that like warner brothers is 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 really full of like just old entrenched executives who've been there for decades yeah um, yeah. Or it's just it's either that or they're all just that's the culture there. They're all still very much in that mindset. And that's just not that does not apply if you want the same thing that Marvel has. There's so many bubbles. I think I mentioned uh, I worked I worked at the Universal Studios theme park. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you did you get to meet Kong? How is he? Uh, he's he's all right. He's doing all right. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's good to hear. Yeah. But when you work at the theme park you kind of you still get to be in their corporate offices you get to hang out like in their back lot a little bit and you just see all the behind the scenes and one of the things that always popped out for me is how behind the scenes how rock hard they are for their classic universal monsters and how much they feature them uh and i don't think they know that nobody cares you know what i mean we're like we don't we don't care about the wolfman (laughs) <laughs> we don't like they don't but they we don't they 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 had a hit with the mummy and that sent them off and like behind the scenes they're like yeah everybody loves universal monsters and like no one's told them that that's not true <laughs> and it's i like, feel no, like they liked the mummy <laughs> yeah and it's like we don't we don't hate the universal monsters but you haven't like nobody's thinking about the old black and white movies yeah they're, they're not yeah, they don't. Uh, and, they don't have as much mind share as you seem to think they do. Yeah, and so I assume it's it's like that with these companies where it's like they just they have they're in their bubble and they don't realize that this isn't what people want and they don't understand why movies don't do as good and they probably credit it to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, they always they always learn the wrong lesson. Yeah, and there's clearly like younger people who are like yeah let's get adam wingard uh you know like people who know to do that um but not aren't either aren't powerful enough or don't know to be like but let's also not do thundercats with adam wingard (laughs) like or if we do thundercats make it not gritty 
for the love of God, if they make Thundercats gritty, who's making Thundercats? Do we know? Adam Wingard. No, I mean what company? I assume Warner Brothers. It's owned it's by Warner Brothers. I, I think it's a Hanna Barbera property. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, no, he's he's <laughs> Warner Brothers has him now. <laughs> I mean. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, I'm seeing another uh, story that Vin Diesel reportedly wants to be in it. So, you know what? I think they got a movie. Oh, fuck. Making Panthro. (laughs) Yeah, I I think they got a movie. I think think if that that rumor is true, we got a movie. Oh, my God. If it's just a Vin Vin Diesel-style action movie, that movie will fucking rule. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If he like fucking he's panthro, he's just painted gray and he ramps a car through Mumra. <laughs> oh my god. Baby, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got a stew going. <laughs> yeah. God, these fucking Sorry, uh, I'm, I, I but I'm I mean that's looking, what you need to do. That's what we've been talking about this do. whole episode. And is I you don't need know to do shit will. like that. <laughs> this movie, this movie, I guess it just reminds me of all this stuff. I just saw other headlines about how they pulled the plug on New Gods and the Aquaman spinoff. Yep, you know because they needed to give Zack Snyder all that money. Yeah. You know, like they're making such the they're worst making decisions. Dumb, like, yeah, we're gonna spend upwards of 70 million dollars that's just the number they disclosed it's probably it's almost certainly cost way more than that to uh let Zack snyder do another version of a movie from 2017 uh but we can't find the money yeah for these two uh 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 filmmakers who are people of color to make uh, yeah. interesting new spin-offs of, of DC f- films. It's like to make what are what are you doing? It's like, <laughs> like they're allergic they're allergic to good s- decisions. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Like nobody what's going on? What are they doing? I don't know. It, they they were their phrasing of it was weird. It was like they were like these if the, if we re, they're like there's their statements seem to indicate that there was a possibility the projects might get revived in the future and that if they were if they are that uh Ava DuVernay and James Wan would still be attached to them that's good but like yeah that really bummed me out it's, it's like two weeks two weeks after they shit the Snyder cut out on us and they're like well yeah. we're canceling these these new movies from uh, uh exciting uh filmmakers <laughs> you know who aren't yeah. just another white dude. It's this uh, big machine that <laughs> snatches up fucking artists and just starts sucking them dry. Yeah. It's uh and then just doing uh what do, what do they want? What are their what's their end game? I don't know. I I know they're doing a, a massive re-strategy, re-strated strategization of their DC plans. Oh, that's good. So this was this was a, a part of it. Yeah, I'd say both um a both this franchise that we we're supposed to be talking about, Godzilla vs. Kong, mm-hmm. and the DC stuff, they just need to reset. Yeah. Um, they need to reset, and they need to think back and be like, what worked and what didn't? Mm-hmm. And let's focus on what worked. I just don't know if they know what worked. That's the thing. Yeah. that's like I, I honestly think there's an executive looking at people commenting, you know, being like, oh, Godzilla vs. Kong, that ending was amazing. And those people are probably thinking, I don't get it. The other movies also had them fighting, big monsters fighting. Why? Yeah. What's the difference? You know, like it's that where it's mm-hmm. like. It, it, it is. Yeah. It's there's not a lot of critical thinking behind the decisions that get made. 
It really doesn't seem so. So going back to this, I'm making another one. It's like, ultimately, if I just heard they're making another one, that would be more likely to be bad news than good. Uh, Just because I don't trust them to know what made this movie work. Right. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, either way. (laughs) If you have HBO Max, um, watch this movie. I would say do stuff like fold laundry or like... Or yeah, watch it with like do a watch party with people i i don't even know because watch parties we had a watch party we mostly just talked about like other things until until the fighting happened yeah yeah <laughs> because it's it's not really a watch party like it it isn't it isn't yeah i guess like a watch party where you're not all like well yeah i'm yeah, taking you, it too seriously right to like, not talk during yeah it. you wouldn't uh, i'm saying it's 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 not a movie you need to necessarily hear what's going on no yeah Definitely don't watch it like the first time I watched it, because the first time I watched it, it was just like sitting in a room quietly, and it was like, this is like pulling teeth well, most of the movie. I did the same thing, and I just, I had a a, a, a grand old time, so I guess it, just, did, it just depends on how, how much the movie's I, working I mean, for you. Yeah, I enjoyed the scenes where they fought, but like, again, anytime a human's on screen, it's nothing. It's like, it's like it's like a void yeah i had um the benefit of one of the movies i watched a a bunch as a kid was godzilla versus mechagodzilla like specifically right so when this movie starts and godzilla attacks his facility like we don't know why he was attacking and then they see this big um like energy core or something and they're all like oh godzilla must be attacking it for some reason they're doing something to provoke him like that clicked in my head I'm, i was like oh i bet they're building mechagodzilla so oh, i had the, cool i had the benefit of sitting there being excited for mechagodzilla to show up right i was yeah. like i know he's coming i know he's coming right yeah that's solid yeah um but yeah i would say if 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 you're not into giant monsters fighting if you're not yeah if you wouldn't watch this anyway you wouldn't watch this <laughs> like, why I, would you watch this the, it's hard because like if the other movies i was gonna say if the other movies didn't do anything for you but you as you said the other movies didn't do anything for you no i didn't In this like movie them. you enjoyed this movie yeah so it's not necessarily that um i don't know i do think the reviews are inflated but for an understandable reason that's the thing all right you know what it is if mm-hmm. you are fucking have you if you gotten your shots and you're going out to the theaters and you want to see something this is perfect this is a perfect thing to see yeah it's big dumb fun it's yeah although i would still argue it's still too boring even for for that for stretches but like you're gonna leave the theater like bouncing on your 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 toes because it ends with that fucking like handicap match between the three monsters yeah that shit's it is great. so great yeah i also we haven't brought up i also love that mecha godzilla gets possessed by the ghost of <laughs> by the ghost the of old, king Ghidorah. <laughs> that's the shit where it was like yes thank you yes like like you know what this movie could have been dead serious or the series could have been dead serious if they kept pulling shit like that yeah if like, they if they did stuff that was over the top yeah, that's the meta shit that it's like if they understand what they're doing, if they're trying, like, this is a tall order, but like trying to be campy in a in a way that isn't um, overly self-aware would have been a good idea for this series. Yeah, for right? sure. For sure. It's hard to do, but yeah. You just do ridiculous things and you do them earnestly, such as 
I mean, I would say the way they do Mechagodzilla is pretty earnest. Yeah. And maybe I, I need to go back on the idea of like, don't have characters too funny, but like, you're still going to make them interesting somehow. Yeah. Um, or you make them over the top serious to a point that it's funny. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a fine line to walk. Mm-hmm. To walk. Yeah. It's tough to pull off, but. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Man. <laughs> That fucking robot. Holy shit. <laughs> fucking robot. Oh, man. I stood up. <laughs> it's just like, yeah! <laughs> Get that big, stupid robot in there. Yeah. Oh, just my gosh. That robot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> building this fucking robot. Why would they make it look like Godzilla? Because it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically to flex on Godzilla. Yeah. They're just they're just pissing in his face with that one. They really are. They're like, we want, we want, we don't just want to assassinate Godzilla, but we want to assassinate him with a, a creature that looks just like him, <laughs> with his exact double, with his robot brother. Yeah. Oh man, like that is really mean, right? Yeah. Like, someone tried to kill me, <laughs> yeah. and they just made a robot right, version of me. They sent a Terminator, and it just looks like you. <laughs> Yeah, that's really that's really fucked that up. That would be haunting final few moments. <laughs> uh, incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Well, all right. I think that's a sode. Yeah, I think that's a sode. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. If you go on there, if you type, you type, you type, you type, mm-hmm. uh, you type those words. You, yeah. We have exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Woo. Um, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. We sure uh, do. For example, we watched this movie. We did. What else do we watch? Desperado. Desperado and, uh, and then the animated Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, this is what I'll say is the best movie that night was the animated Mortal Kombat movie. The animated right? Mortal Kombat movie rips. Yeah. That would be sweet. I would argue that it w- this was, I mean, because the other movies, Desperado, Desperado. Yeah. Yeah. This was the least good movie we watched. Yeah. But they were all the fun. Night. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's that they're all pretty close to each other. Although I would still say, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. You, you just listen to the review. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you can also have custom we just watched episodes if yes you go on there, that's too. true yeah somebody uh, hired us to talk about you only live twice this past week they sure did um, now that's a movie that's a film what a motion picture uh, we also have a store uh, tpublic.com slash store slash gamefully unemployed where you can get t-shirts masks mugs stickers posters all kinds of things possibly a, a robot clone of yourself ooh can we sell those I mean until somebody stops us yeah, like the government. Yeah. 